Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Steven. How was your wedding weekend last weekend? Oh, it was rainy, bud. It was very, very rainy. Oh, Steven, Steven. There's so much I wanted to talk to you about last night, and I've forgotten all of it, but that's okay. I'm sorry, buddy. I did want to let you know that I got a chance to fly my Mavic 2 Pro. So without further ado, let's cross over into the Drone Zone. I know. What? I know. You're supposed to wait a few months. I thought you were following the strict Steve Van Elk guidelines. Yeah, it's like uh, if you taught a pilot's class on drones, it'd be buy the drone, step one, check. Put drone put check, drone check. in said box on desk, check. Check. And then don't ever look or touch drone again for months on end. You skipped an important step there. That step is hide drone somewhere in the house because you're leaving on a big trip and you don't just want to leave it on the desk that's right next to a window for the entire time you're gone. Then forget where you hid drone in house and have to spend a full day looking for it before you fly it for the first time. You forgot that You had to do that? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. That's classic. That's why you don't... I should have just put it in the fire safe, but I was like rushed and didn't think it would fit. It totally would fit. Why would you put a drone in the fire safe? Why not? (laughs) Do you put your Canon 5Ds in the fire safe? No. They're worth more than the drone is. Yeah, but the Canon 5Ds were going with me to shoot weddings while I was gone on this trip. Interesting. Well, I can can say that uh, the maiden voyage of my Mavic 2 Pro was super sexy, super, uh, it was great. Uh, The quality is amazing. The autofocus is not optimal. Um, Not Not as as good good as the Phantom. Phantom. You really have to... Was it that the autofocus was out of focus or was it just... uh, So like the Mavic Pro Mm -hmm. original just is softer focus-wise than the Phantom. It's just not ever as sharp. Um, so I didn't know if the Mavic 2 Pro was the uh, same. No, I would say it's tack sharp focus. You, It just doesn't doesn't track uh, subject automatically. Mm. Um, you have to kind of follow it with your finger and like keep, you know, touching what you want to be in focus on the screen. And um, yeah, so it's not, it's being that that's not something I was used to. Um, the first time I flew it, you know, I was trying to keep like a car in focus to practice and as the car would move and the drone would move the opposite direction the car would fall out of focus and i'd have to you know keep tapping the car that sounds like like something isn't working right the car should have stayed in focus because the car was moving one way drone moving the other way i didn't have like that whole subject tracking mode on which i hear is incredible on it so i need to play with how to Uh, turn that on you should have bought that drone that can track cars automatically. So you just throw this, it in the air. This one can do away. that. The Mavic 2 Pro has that feature. Mm-hmm. It tracks yeah, it you automatically? Just, you can like... Ho- Does it cut through the trees in like a forest while yeah, you're the, like running? Yeah, uh, the object avoidance is incredible on this thing. If you look at the body, there's so many sensors on it. Uh, I got too close to a tree flying backwards when I was practicing and the whole thing just like stopped. 
uh, Ooh, that's way nice. more responsive stopping than like my uh, Phantom. Oh, that's nice. The second time I took my Mavic out, I almost crashed it into like three different trees while I was yeah. flying it. It was like a gust of wind would like come up and all of a sudden I'd be like, oh crap. And then I was trying to land it and uh, I'd taken off under a pavilion because everywhere else was grass and there was no cement or tables or anything to like take off from and the grass was too high. So I took off under a pavilion and then like flew out. And then when I went to land it, I was like, oh, I'll just press this home button. I'm pretty close to where it was, not realizing when you press the home button, it shoots up 20 feet in the air or something like that. So I almost crashed it underneath yeah. the pavilion. The home, the home but, thing uh, is very, very dangerous. I got it down. You had no flub ups no, like that? No, though, like I, mean, I did. I've been flying drones for quite some time. Yeah. You're a pro. The Season only flub pro. up was me trying to figure out how to get the stupid joysticks onto the remote control not realizing they were threaded. I was like trying to jam them onto the remote. Do they work now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the joysticks don't come attached no, to the remote. they have a handy dandy little uh, clip, clipping component on the bottom of the remote um, so that you can remove them for even more compact travel. And mm -hmm. uh, so when I unclipped them, being that I've never had a Mavic, uh, I was like, oh. Th uh, the original Mavics, I'm not aware that you can take <laughs> oh. the joysticks off. They're, they're gotcha. on all the time. <laughs> This sounds oh. like a new thing for well, the Mavic Two. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was like trying. I was like, I was trying to pop them on. I was like kind of Casey Neistatting my way through this drone. Uh, so breaking uh, shit. Just not reading the directions. Just trying to like set it up like a complete idiot. Did you break anything though? I feel like in his videos, he usually ends up breaking something and then he has to fix it. And then he complains about breaking it. And then he's like, "But I didn't read the instructions, so it's probably my fault." <laughs> no, I did not break anything. I was not that idiotic i had to call someone though and figure out how to charge the remote only dji would send you a cord and then an adapter instead of sending you two separate cords mm -hmm. so anywho's that's the news on the mavic uh have not flown it for a job yet wow so you you transitioned us straight into follow-up trademark john syracuse without even saying those words so next thing we got to follow up uh dustin you, seo company yeah uh i've been unable to connect this week with the company um i was supposed to, you didn't get something back that just said we're out no, of business uh, i sent an email i sent Bankrupt. an email asking for a refund and that solicited an immediate response saying can we chat friday and i said i have a wedding friday um can we chat sooner and we were supposed to talk uh yesterday and then I had a photo shoot and it ran like crazy over. So I had to cancel my chit chat with him. So yeah, mm -hmm. um, hopefully I'll know more soon and you know, can, uh, so he's cagey keeping his distance. That's what yeah. you're trying to say. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only unhappy person. He sent me some email with like stats showing that I'm like, uh, even though I might seem unhappy with his performance, my performance on my website is up 50% for Indianapolis compared to where it was when I started. But he has no nice. proof of showing that that has anything to do with anything he did. It's just, it's a tough, I mean, I'm not going into it expecting to actually get a refund. I would just like him to actually fulfill what he said he was going to do. Yeah, except it sounds like he can't fulfill what he said he was going to do. Yeah, I don't know, we'll see. I'll keep you apprised. How about you, bud? What are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I'm drinking a Three Floyds Zombie no Dust wine? again. Steve, 
No, why? Oh, you know what? The other night, I did have some wine all the way from Oliver Winery. All it was the a way great... from Oliver Winery. So far, yeah. it's only like... Yeah. Uh, it's down in Bloomington. It's like two hours yeah. away. So far. It was uh, it was the Oliver Wine, the Apple Pie Ooh. wine. And uh, I, w- I would classify that as a great Indiana wine for a great Indiana man like me, Steve Van Alk. Uh, but you know it it can't replace beer for me it was just too I sweet i love me some sweet sweet I, I wine. like that bitter i like that hops like your soul bitter and hoppy doesn't are you drinking anything i tonight? unfortunately am not i have a wedding tomorrow and i need to get a bunch more done tonight after i get off here with you so i need to be as sharp as a tack you have a wedding tomorrow that's funny because i am not shooting a wedding this weekend what I'm attending one. I'm not I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I asked you to come shoot video with me this weekend. You did not ask me to come shoot video this weekend. Oh. Well, I might I might have thought about asking you to come shoot video this weekend. You should have asked me. I, I would have come in for all that money, 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 money. Oh, too late now. Dustin, let's move on. Uh, you want to talk about new iPhones. Yeah, I just, uh, yesterday was the big Apple keynote iPhone extravaganza. Um and but they they put out iPhones yesterday. Uh, pretty much just what they did is they took the existing iPhone 10 and they added an S. That's because I, I watched and all I saw was them putting out a new watch. Yeah, and then a slightly bigger version of that called an iPhone. Mm, it seemed like it was mostly focused on the watch, which was really impressive. The ECG monitoring or the heart monitoring and the ECG readouts. Seemed really cool. Which there's seems like they're gonna save a lot of lives. Already watches the. Hey, do how many that. iPhones are saving lives? Uh, well, considering you need the iPhone in order for the watch to really do anything. Um, yeah, no, Dustin, I want to correct you on that. Uh, the there is no other watch that is FDA approved to do an ECG readout for you, that it can be bought as a consumer. Okay. This is the first one. Okay. And it's only available in America. Sorry, Canada. Sorry, Canada. Sorry, Uck. But. Yeah, are you going to get that new watch? Yeah, didn't think so. You do know what Jen just bought me. Oh, she just bought you an Apple Watch. That's For my birthday. Yeah, she bought me an Apple Watch. I forgot. What am I going to do? Return this gift? You don't look a gift horse in the mouse. It's a gift. It's awesome. This is like the second time she's done this, though. Didn't she buy you the new MacBook Pro right right before or after the newest MacBook Pro came out? No. She bought that for me at Christmas oh, time it was, when my no. MacBook Pro failed in the middle of recording an episode. I remember now. It was my good friend Luke. His wife bought him a MacBook Pro. I'm sorry. Is Luke on this podcast? No, I'm just mixing the two of you up because you're both yeah. so dear to my heart. Maybe you should shut the f*** up about Luke. Well, speaking of Luke, this is something I wanted to bring up last night. I just wanted to show, uh, I wanted to inflate Stephen Van Elk's ego just a touch tonight. Uh, Ooh, very nice. So Sunday, Luke and I were shooting a wedding uh, together. Mm-hmm. For, uh, it was his wedding that I was second shooting for him. Um, and Luke says he wished he would have hired me instead of having oh, you there. Obviously, completely. Nice. Um, and we were oh, this wedding. Luke sounds like a good dude. This wedding was in Noblesville, Indiana, where the great Stephen Van Elk resides. And we were driving back home from the wedding, and Luke uh, gets a phone call from his wife. And uh, he quickly rushes through the phone call to hang and hangs up. Uh, and he said, the whole time I was on that call, all I could hear in my head was Steven's voice saying how rude it is when people are on the phone and someone else is in the car with you. <laughs> I was like, St- <laughs> I just sat there <laughs> laughing, just thinking, 
how many other people are out there hearing Stephen Van Elk's voice in their head. And I just want to take a moment to apologize to those people that now have no (laughs) you shouldn't apologize those people should be thanking me because what they've been doing to everybody who gets into a car with them it's putting them into a terrible position where they're trapped alone in a car with somebody who doesn't give a single crap about them and who is on the phone with somebody else just chat chat chatting away luke's luke's a good guy i'm glad he uh rushed through that phone call so he could be present with you and in the moment this is like the same reason you don't talk on the phone when you're in the car is the same reason why wedding photographers want people to have unplugged weddings because when you're on the phone it's a huge distraction you're not there you're not present and that car ride that's a special time you should be there for that so yeah i just wanted to share with you Stephen van elk you're, uh, you're tossing stones into ponds and creating ripples, my friend. Making changes. Uh, doesn't Was there anything you wanted to talk I just, about I just, with this iPhone? Not really. I mean, it's not anything fancy. I'm sure everyone's seen it. Everyone's heard about it. It looks exactly the same. They have a bigger version, a small version. It has a slightly better camera. Supposedly, it's faster. Obviously, I will order one tonight at 3 a.m., Obviously. In gold, because I'm a douchebag like that. Obviously. And you're getting one of those new watches, even though you don't wear your current Apple Watch, (laughs) obviously. I know. That was the really douchebaggery thing of me. It was like, I should get one of those watches. They look so cool. And then I was like, I never would. You should. No, no, no. Stop, Dustin. Go with your heart. Get the watch. And then when you decide in a week that you don't like it and you're not going to wear it, you can give that watch to me and I, so I can monitor my heart because you don't want me to die in the middle of a podcast. Oh, but then I can cash in that sweet insurance policy I have on you. You took out insurance on the podcast? I have to. Wow. This is my retirement. <laughs> Your retirement involves 100% me dying during the podcast. But I don't know. What do you think about the uh, new iPhone, Steven? Um, I was really impressed by the iPhone XR. Hmm. Why? So there's the iPhone X. S and the iPhone XS Max, and then there's the iPhone XR, because it's like a new, like lower, cheaper version or it's whatever. Essentially, a repackaged iPhone 10. No, it's not. Mm, essentially, mm, it's only got one camera. It doesn't have two. It doesn't have a front-facing camera. It doesn't have two cameras on the back. Oh. And they're still doing portrait mode with it, mm. with just one lens. They figured out a way to do it in the software. Something that Google did like last year with the Google Pixel, but. Supposedly, people can't tell the difference between the iPhone XR's portrait modes and the iPhone XS portrait mode. The only thing is the iPhone XR can't do, um, it can only do faces. So you couldn't do like a portrait mode photo of a can of soda or an apple or something like that. Hmm. Or a great Indiana beer. Yeah, the guy at Verizon was telling me he wasn't impressed by the specs on it. So It's got a bigger screen too than the iPhone XS. It's like between the iPhone XS and the iPhone XS Max. I got the... Uh, Did you watch the keynote? You wanted to talk about this. I got the... Uh, I ordered the Max. I spent I spent hours and hours just sweating through that keynote that I didn't want to watch at all because I hate gear talk just because I knew you wanted to talk about this. And then you come out with all this weak-ass shit and you don't know anything about these phones. Yeah, I was at the zoo with my family kind of half-watching it while I was feeding giraffes and like petting llamas and stuff. And A real family man. I know, I felt like kind of an asshole because I was walking around the zoo because you've been to the Fort Wayne Zoo. I'm like going through the safari thing and I've got like... Tim Cook's voice like blaring on speaker as I'm 
sitting it's like i imagine i look like that dad who like watches football as he's like pushing his kids around the neighborhood you're a real gerard butler a bad dad soccer dad but instead i'm watching like the apple keynote on my phone Mm -hmm. i already was like working up some sort of backstory if someone asked like oh you must really be into apple stuff and i'm like actually no i'm writing like for a tech blog and i have to know what you know is happening you lied you no, lied? I, no one actually asked me what I was doing, but I was trying to come up with a reason as to why I'm at the zoo watching uh, it. I do this podcast. What is a podcast? Uh, exactly. That just led to more questions. I was trying to figure out something that I could just shut them down real quick. But luckily... I'm a voice actor on a morning radio show. <laughs> We're going to talk all about this new iPhone. Yeah. Fart noise, fart noise. No. But so I take it you're ordering it and you're getting the R. No. A- ambitious I'm, choice. I'm not getting a new iPhone this year. It's just yeah. money, man. My iPhone 7 is still working. Yeah, Corinne's still rocking the 7, and she loves it. Let's move on. On Reddit, user S.A. Richer in the R Wedding Photography thread said, While healthy competition between wedding photographers is good, I don't get when supposed friends act like jealous dicks. A local venue held an open house on Tuesday. I am friends both professionally and personally with its coordinator. So she asked me to be one of the vendors at the open house. Cool, right? A friend, well, at least I thought he was, starts texting me as I am on the way, complaining about how sick he is of the clicks in our locale. And he's tired of doing favors and not getting asked to be at this open house. He had shot the owner's relative's wedding at a discount and was angry that he wasn't getting recognized for that. I did point out that the owner gave him free use of the venue when he hosted a wedding photography workshop. Oh yeah, and allowed him to hold all-day Christmas family sessions there, again, at no charge. He accused me of sticking up for her, and then telling me to have a good time with my a-list friends. Last parting shot was suddenly he was good for the wedding he asked me to second shoot for him on a date where I had an inquiry but turned it down because if I tell you I am going to be there, I am going to be there. And apparently I wasn't needed anymore. I give up. What was I supposed to do? Tell the venue owner what a horrible person she is and I would never dream of darkening her doorway ever again? Please, the clients, and more so their moms, bring enough prima donna drama into our work. Prima donna. I don't need it from someone who is a colleague and friend, and I guess that last appellation is no longer valid. We can't shoot all the weddings. I do me, you do you. Maybe it's because I was a divorce attorney before I became a professional (laughs) photographer. I just know that maintaining cordial relationships with others in the industry is not only a good idea, but one that keeps my blood pressure down. Flash rant. How do you treat other people in the industry? Do you complain about things? I don't think this has anything to do with photography. Treat other people well. This is a human thing. This is... You this just, has everything to do with running your business, Dustin. Yes, but everything. This, is, this isn't something that that it should be like a shock to someone. Like, oh, yeah, I should treat other wedding vendors like assholes. Like, you treat everybody like you Bullshit. Should. Bullshit. You, you can't, you've come on here multiple times to tell stories about other people treating you like an asshole. 
I'm not saying that other people don't do like practice what I <laughs> preach, but I'm saying I treat everybody is like I would want to be treated. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100%. 100%. I'm still doing this podcast with you, aren't I? You are. Against <laughs> all my better judgments and yours, we are still doing this podcast together. That is correct. No, I don't know. I mean, my as I've gotten older, and I'm so wise because I'm so old. Oh, gosh. Steve's like, getting out the lotion. Here comes the dust and jerk. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no, I just feel like life is too short to waste time on angry, upsetting people. And mm-hmm. I had a lot of that when I was in high school. We had just like drama-filled situations. and Pre-Madonna drama. Pre-Madonna drama. And later, old my, my older self in life, I'm like, anyone who's going to cause drama, they are out of my life. So, yeah, it's just surround yourself with great, awesome people and your life will be great and awesome. Okay, kinda, Dustin. Kind of how it works. Here's how we do this then. How do you surround yourself with great, awesome people? Easy. You just do. I don't know. Oh, great. So it's just a hollow, empty platitude from Dustin. Hey, guys out there, I just want you all to know, uh, just be awesome. Yeah. Do real good at weddings. Do good. It's be sort a of good a good photographer. You yeah. put positive energy out into the world and everyone you touch and come into contact with, you are positive and awesome too. And people will be positive and awesome back to you. And they will genuinely want to seek out your companionship and want to hang out with you. Like just today, some guy that I've never met took me out for lunch uh, because I met him at a new church where he started going to. And whoa, he, whoa, whoa, you said you'd never met him. Now you're saying you've met him. I never have had conversations with him other than the time I said, hi, my name's Dustin. I'm just giving you a hard time, buddy. I know Took you, you out to lunch. How'd that go? Went great. Went great. He's new, new to Fort Wayne. Did he buy a wedding photography package from you? <laughs> uh, sadly, he's already married. Did you sell him a family shoot? Uh, no. I did not go into this meeting trying to sell anything. No, you're calling it, it, it a meeting and not hanging with a well, friend. It was weird because it, I didn't know how to define it. It's like we went to lunch, but oh, I... Oh, I see. I see. Did did you buy some Melaleuca products from him? Some what? Melaleuca. Melaleuca? Yeah. Did you, I, uh, did you get some... What, what is it? The, it? It works? Did you get some It Works from him? I was, I was waiting for something like... Uh, Hey, by the way, you're looking like you lost a lot of weight. Have you, have, you tried, of, have you tried Shakeology? I see a bunch of Tupperware in the background behind you. Did that come home with you today? No. Uh, no, he wasn't trying to sell me anything. He and his family just moved uh, to Fort Wayne a couple weeks ago, and he was just looking to genuinely connect with people. And your hair looks like it's been stripped of all of its natural resources. Um, did he? Did you get some Monate? Mm. <laughs> Are you are you in Jen like anti Monet people? Are you one of those? One hundred percent. I don't. I know nothing about it. So it's super, super expensive, and it doesn't work. And there is that whole thing where people were claiming on Facebook that it was giving, it was making their kids' hair fall out and giving them ulcers on their heads. Yeah, we have a couple past brides who sell it, and so we try to kind of stay out of the whole, whole thing. J- Jen's sister sells it. <laughs> She she did so well. She went to Vegas. She's a very good salesperson. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, somebody, another photographer here in town that sells it and does very, very well with it. 
So will it, she stop doing photography? Yeah. Nice. I think she does, just does babies now, like just does newborns. You're just taking out that competition in Fort Wayne. Is that how you do? So when you say you only put positive, good energy out, you like go up to other photographers in Fort Wayne and you're like, you know what? I think you'd be a really good Jamberry salesperson. You got real nice nails. I think people would look to you for the, the Jamberries. What I'd like to point out here is what I'd like to point out here is that Steve knows, seems to know all of the pyramid schemey things out there that everyone's peddling. Mm hmm. So you and Jen either have thought about doing one of them at some point. Wait, are you wearing are you wearing yoga pants? Are are you selling yoga pants, Steve? Uh, no, these are jeans from Old Navy. <laughs> Same thing. But yeah, are you guys have you guys tried selling any of these pyramid scheme things? Oh, absolutely not. Toothpaste? That's the new one. Everyone's hitting me up for toothpaste. For toothpaste? Uh, we're still getting all those people hitting us up for Rodan and Fields. Ah, I think my wife did that for like a hot second, bought that. Jen actually did the uh, Jamberry things, but she never tried to sell a single one. She just signed up for it because you got like a hundred at like half the price of normal. And she wanted to try them out for cheap. And then she only wore them like once or twice and then threw them away because she thought they were terrible. So so for the listeners out there that uh, have completely lost interest in what mm -hmm. we are talking about, let me just bring it back here. Um, right now we live in an age of a tremendous amount of people trying to attempt different direct sales, uh, multi-level marketing schemes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is essentially one company produces an item and then they get somebody like you and I to sell it. And then that person then tries to create little teams and then the, those people try to create their own little teams and so on and so forth. Uh, kind of like work grants. Um, instead of Which is why Dustin and I wanted to take this opportunity <laughs> to reach out to all the listeners and um, let you know that we have a very exciting opportunity for everybody. Starting today, you can sell wedding photo hangover to all of your friends. That's right. Every episode of Wedding Photo Hangover cost Dustin and I money. And uh, when you listen to it, you don't pay us any money for the episodes you're getting. Um, so what we've decided to do with our podcast is move it into a multi-level marketing scheme. What we're calling this is Wedding Photo Hangover Prime. Yeah. And <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to start making episodes and then we will distribute those episodes to uh, Louis Novak. <laughs> and that's it. And then Louis Novak will then go from there and he will sell those episodes to other people who are listening. Um, and these episodes, are they're not like the normal episodes that you're getting now. They're going to be really hard, really focused. They're going to be all about lighting, composition, um, what with some other photography stuff, uh, hair care, nail care, aperture, uh, men's, aperture. men's fashion, aperture. That's, uh, the, that's the thing that controls shutter yeah. speed, right? The uh, gels, gels for your shoes, all stuff that it's only really applicable to photographers. And then Louis going to go from there and he's going to start selling these things to everybody in his uh, group. And we're, we're looking for some other people to get on that phantom producer level with <laughs> Louis Novak um, to start their own groups. That's, um, that's you, Evan Dawson. I don't know if you yeah. heard your name mm -hmm. in that subtle pause. Yeah. We just we really need to, to start selling the shit out of this. We're <laughs> not making any money and we need to start making money. Right, Dustin? Steve, I just do this purely for the enjoyment of 
helping to have people hear your voice in their heads. That's that was really tough for me because I really don't know how a multi-level marketing thing works. I just know you don't want to get involved with one. Uh, it's kind of like a Ponzi scheme, but it's legal. Mm, okay. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Okay. Cool. Ponzi was a good man. Yeah. Great brownies. Patriot, I, I think some people would say. <laughs> Real hero. Uh, I did have something I did want to talk about. Uh, I know you don't like my topic, Stephen, but... I did want to ask your thoughts on, so my sister is a oh, wedding. We, we want to go, go back to talking about the iPhone stuff and more gear talk. Uh, no, my, you uh, said I wouldn't like it. So I assume gear talk. Uh, no, we can talk gear if you want. Cause I know uh, how much I'll, I'll you, you enjoy it. Uh, my sister is a wedding photographer in the Carolinas. And as I'm sure, you know, there's a hurricane headed their way today. And so her wedding, uh, was unfortunately canceled. Um, this weekend in Charleston. And so I was just curious if you and Jen had ever had an experience due to extreme weather. Um, being from the Midwest, I mean, we don't really get these kind of situations. Um, but I kind of wanted to follow up on this for uh, our next episode and find out like from actual, like if we have anyone so in the group. have a topic for this episode. You have a it's something you wanted to mention and then talk about next episode. Correct. So you, you wanted to waste everyone's time for a few minutes. Yeah, just a few. Uh, so if we have anyone in the group... They, so if we could get back to talking about our main multi-level marketing scene. <laughs> if we have anyone I in the group... I think that's gr- a better use of people's time, Dustin. Look, you don't understand. When you sell your copies of the wedding photo hangover, um, you will be making about... of every sale that you make. And what happens to the rest of that 50%? It goes to the person who brought you in to the wedding photo hangover family, wedding photo hangover prime. No, no, you met, you already messed it up. You get like 10% and then the person above you would get like 5%. And then the person above them would get like 5%. Yeah. Cutting us shy, man. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got a new mic. I got to buy. Wait, what? Anyways, now that I've phased and stunned Steve by the idea of me getting a new microphone. Um, Are you getting a new microphone? I was curious if there's any... off the podcast conversation. Sorry. If any people in uh, the Facebook community... Uh, are in the Carolinas or on the East Coast and have dealt with hurricane situations and how they've handled that. Um, from the research I've done, it seems like most photographers will allow the bride to reschedule as long as they're available uh, for that rescheduled date. Uh, but I'm just curious, like how many, ve- like how the venues handle it. Uh, and if you have any stories you could share on the Facebook group, uh, I'd love to talk about them on the podcast and kind of dive deep because Steve and I are good old landlocked Midwesterners that don't have to deal with things like, oh, I don't know, Mother Nature. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There, there's never any tornadoes in this area. There's never any flooding. There's never any power outages. Like, yeah, we, we never have any problems with Mother Nature here in the Midwest. Exactly. Yeah, it's only people on the coast who have those sorts of problems. So, All right, it's been fun. And good night. <laughs> Is that what's happening now? Is that what's happening? You threw out a bullshit topic again. That's not even a topic. I would just call you asking for questions. Get in the Facebook group and just ask people. And no. then we can talk about it if anything good arises. Don't put it out on the podcast. Nobody wants to sit here and listen to you. Ask them if they could help you figure something out. Well, I don't need to figure anything out, Steve, because I don't live in the Carolinas. Oh I'm just gosh. more curious oh than anything gosh. else. 
But I did want to kind of relate it to a Midwest situation that we had last week. We were shooting an engagement session in Cincinnati. This was back when I was having my uh, text uh, debate with Stephen about how to handle a bride's crazy mom. And uh, we got to Cincinnati, beautiful, beautiful weather. And then all of a sudden it downpoured and while we were there. And I was curious, Stephen, if you've ever dealt with that, where you go, you know, three or four hours away for an engagement session, the weather looks like it's going to be beautiful. The weather calls for it to be beautiful, but then you get there and it's not so beautiful. Do you just find an indoor location? Yes. Or do you cancel and reschedule? No. I don't understand why this is a photography question. Why this is a photography question? No, I'm just doing to you the worthless bullshit you pull on me every time. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying you're sinking to my level now, Stephen. Mm, yep, 100%. Uh, here's what I would do if I were you, Dustin. I would grab that couple. I would pose them maybe like in a fountain. Uh, I would take a photo of them with like some clouds in the background. And then I'd Photoshop a bunch of lightning bolts coming down from the clouds into the ground. And uh, I would super oversaturate the clouds so that they look purple and uh -huh. so that it looked like a comic book sort of shot. Okay. I don't know. What did you come up with? Yeah, I mean, what you what you suggested sounds like pure artistic genius um but mm -hmm, no mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. we were kind of at a loss because i'm not super familiar with cincinnati i had not researched indoor locations in the event of a torrential downpour and um so luckily the park we were at had a tent set up from a wedding that was there the <laughs> weekend before and so we i mean we walked it in been a under whole week and they hadn't torn down the tent yet it seemed like it was sort of one of those, like, you know, that park in Carmel, <laughs> it's sort of like a permanent structure tent. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, this is amazing. Co Keep talking about this. I want to hear more. Cox Hill Garden. You know that tent? Cox Hall? Cox Hall. Is that what it's called? There's no tent there. I've been there multiple times and never yeah. seen a tent. Yeah, that's where they have the receptions. I've been there multiple times and never seen a tent. Oh, well, every wedding I've shot there, there's like a tent. I've never group. shot a wedding there. I've only ever shot oh. uh, engagement sessions there. Oh, well, it seemed like one of those tents where it's like they have a concrete slab for mm -hmm. the tent where the tent would go. So, yeah. So, we'd like just sat under that tent, like, you know, wondering what the hell we should do. We're on our phones, like looking up, you know, indoor locations like breweries or hotel lobbies or whatever. And finally, I just said, we're just going to like do as much as we can under this tent. <laughs> and like every time the rain would slow, we would just run out and do whatever we could in the rain. Oh, nice. And then it finally stopped long enough for us to get like a handful. The bride's hair was just shot <laughs> at that point. But, so I had an engagement session like that a little while ago. Oh, yeah. I remember you had some beautiful off-camera flash. Like, nope. Wasn't that one? Nope. That was a, a wedding. One. Yeah. Uh, I had a had a engagement session like that a while ago. It was just in downtown Indy, though. But we rescheduled the engagement session like two or three times because it was supposed to rain. And then on the day we were shooting, it wasn't supposed to rain. And then it just started downpouring. And we were like out in the middle of, uh, we, were, we were right by um, the state house. Okay. And so there's like no place for shelter there unless like you run around to the other side and go under the state house. So we like hid under a tree and I did what you did and just try to take some shots like 
under the tree of them in different poses and stuff. And then the rain did not let up, but there was a break in the clouds and the sun came out. And it was, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was awesome. And uh, I was like, so the sun's out. And they're like, oh, we're out. We don't need to stay dry. <laughs> and they just ran out in the rain. And we did a bunch of shots in the rain uh, with the 5D Mark IV. Uh, thankfully, it didn't... Uh, and come to the weather because the whole time i'm thinking to myself is like corinne is never going to let me come back to cincinnati for another session because my wife hates to travel uh for photo shoots because why did you make her go with you uh because i'm trying to think how to best word this in case she someday listens to this podcast um well one we both know she's not going to do that two you know why i'm asking this why are you asking me this because your baby was sick why did you make your wife go with you and abandon her her baby our baby was okay your baby was okay your charlie was not though our charlie was not okay but she ended up being okay she wasn't as sick as you thought she would get she did not very glad we gave her some breast milk and she was healed miraculously (laughs) even though you uh, said it wouldn't work. Uh, that's, that's actually exactly proved, how Jesus made, did all of his miracles back in the Bible. He just went around giving out <laughs> breast milk to people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good stuff. I drink yeah, a, a lot of people don't know this, but Jesus was a woman. <laughs> that's why it was easy for him to give out that breast milk. You just like getting all those Catholic Christian uh, hate mails. Well, it's okay because the way they dressed back then, it was really easy just like to wrap uh, something real tight around your chest so they couldn't tell you you're a woman. He did have long hair. Yep. See? Mm. Interesting. And while everybody draws him with a beard, it doesn't say in the Bible he had a beard. <laughs> oh, anywho. So, yep. Curious uh, weather, how it affects. That was it. That's all I had. Um, moving on. Moving up. Moving out. What? Man, I screwed up that joke. It should have been. It doesn't say in the Bible she has a beard, but I said <laughs> he. Can't even stick with my own joke, Dustin. Uh, it's all right, bud. Moving on, moving up, the Dustin story. That's that'll be the name of your autobiography someday. Moving on, moving up, moving out. It's three, three things. Let's do some Q and A. Let's do it. From Alicia Semrock. I hope I pronounced that one right. Mm, looking at it now, I probably got it wrong. Sorry. Uh, in our in our very own Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Do any of you have something in your contract that states anything about being the sole photographer slash documentarian at your weddings? I legit had a lady with an iPad step in front of me to get her shot at a major moment during the ceremony. Doesn't this question. Mm, yeah. It, it sounds like, do you maybe have like a story about something similar to this question that like you've been sitting on for a while and you want to share? Or is there a story that you've heard about, Stephen, from multiple people that you'd like to talk about? I can't betray your your trust. I'm sorry, bud. <laughs> okay, then. Um, but yeah, for, for the, the listeners out there, Dustin's been sitting on a juicy, juicy ass story for a while now because he claims he can't tell anybody about it. It's not my story to tell, Stephen. It is. But it isn't. Every story is your story to tell. Any story that gets me thrown under the bus, that is. Well, those stories are my favorite. Um, So, do we have any advice 
do you uh, do you yourself have anything about being the sole photographer slash documentarian at your weddings? Of course, absolutely, one hundred percent. Gosh, are, are you going to do this for every everything, every topic, every question tonight? Just of course, I try to be a good person. <laughs> well, everyone should try to be a good person, Stephen. I put karmic energy out into the world, and then people are good people back to me. You get what you put out there. This is true. This is how I live my life. Oh, gosh. That's how I, I've met people like you through putting out good, solid energy. Uh, <laughs> you should know by now for a fact that that would not attract me. That's why I, I didn't really meet you. I met Jen. And yep, you were true. kind of a byproduct of that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I can change him. I can fix him. Steve, let's go to Africa. I'm like the lint in Jen's pockets that gets into the... Uh, the iPhone charging jack of her phones. That is such a convoluted metaphor. I destroy <laughs> things, Dustin. Uh, kind of like the hot sauce did to you in Africa. And I'm very hard to get out. <laughs> you, you know, when you get a bunch of lint in your lightning charger port, you have to get like a toothpick out because you can't use metal because you could scratch the contacts or do something to break it. So you have to get like a little wooden thing to scratch it out. But let's talk about this question. Yeah. So what do you guys do in this? Have you ever ran into a situation where there has been another photographer at the wedding? Or like I had a situation arise recently um, where we had a wedding coming up and I know this person listens to this podcast, but I'm going to talk about it anyways, but I won't mention any names. But we had a situation come up recently where we were going to potentially do video for a wedding. Oh, um, really? Oh. And uh, that bride had already hired a videographer. And, uh, but it was like a, like her mom had hired the videographer kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And so we were kind of trying to navigate like how we were going to handle this, like what would be the best course of action because she really wanted us to shoot the wedding video. And, but yet her mom had worked out some sort of an arrangement or a deal uh, for this other uh, guy to shoot the wedding video. Professional photographer, videographer, or yeah, uh, Uncle Bob? No, a professional. But like in what I would call an emerging professional, like someone that's like within his first maybe year, year and a half of business. So still kind of trying to find his way, so to speak. But yeah, so we ended up deciding not to do it uh we just didn't have the the pieces of the puzzle to be able to do it so it d nothing ever came about it but it it put a lot of um interesting variables on the table of like how we were going to handle it what that conversation was going to look like um i was going to try and see if he was interested in just working for me and being one of my shooters for the wedding since he'd already been paid in full he wasn't Wait, going to so they ended up going with him and not hiring you? Is this what you're trying to say? Correct. I ended up backing out of doing the video from the get-go because it was just going to be too weird and too awkward trying to, you know, try to take the person who's already the videographer and turn him into a third shooter. And mm -hmm. I was really, we're also doing the photography on the wedding day. Oh, and, so you got to meet him anyway? Uh, the wedding hasn't actually happened yet. Coming oh, out. oh, well, that'll be interesting. Can't wait to hear the stories that come back from this one. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I think it all worked out for the best. Uh, it, it essentially allowed the bride to 
figure out what kind of videos she really did like, um, and then be able to have a conversation with him so that he could kind of better serve her by maybe tailoring his video style uh, a little differently so that it matched a little bit more of what kind of we did, but also still kind of keeping true to what he does. So I think altogether it will be a good experience. And I offered obviously to help in any way I could on the wedding day. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Because so you be, like doing free work and trying to manage somebody else who's not actually working for you. That sounds good. That's yeah. the, that's the way I live, man. It's the way I live. And that's a great way to live. Just helping people. Helping people, Steve. How about you? Hands holding have hands. You, have you? Reaching out. <laughs> touching me. Touching you. <laughs> have karmic you, energy. Have you ever had uh, someone hire another photographer? No. Period. Uh, we do have Next. something in our contract saying that they're not allowed to have another photographer there on the day. Uh, I think a few times we've had a bride reach out to us just to say like, hey, is it okay if my friend who's kind of interested in photography brings a camera, takes some shots or whatever? And we're okay with that just as long as they're not pulling like the bride and the groom out to do like portraits or something like that. Yeah. Uh, as long as they're more of like an Uncle Bob than a trying to be the hired wedding photographer on the day. As mm-hmm. long as they stay out of our way. Stay out of our way or we'll yeah, murder you. Actually, I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> you just reminded me that I have a wedding coming up next month and uh, she has a cousin who emailed me or ca- no called me um, about shooting alongside us for the wedding day. And I uh, mm-hmm. totally forgot about it until you just reminded me. And so, did she say, did you say to her what I just said? Stay out of my way on the day or I'll murder you. Well, it was Just really, like it was really awkward because, um, because like I'm sure all of our listeners know, I really like to help people. It's half the reason I started this podcast. Bullshit. And <laughs> I just, like when she called and said, Hey, I'm in college, I'm getting into photography, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Hey, you know. I would really, I would really love it if you could come along to some other weddings prior to this one, um, simply so we can see how we vibe and how we, you know, we work together. Thanks for vibing and keeping it tight. That sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, babe. Just keeping it tight and see how we do. And that way, I had a better, clearer picture of her. And if she was a complete pain in the ass before I allowed her to kind of tag along on our biggest wedding of the entire year. I thought I was at your biggest wedding of the entire year. You were at our most stressful wedding of the entire Justin, year. not do declare. There were six people there on your team. This wedding that we have coming up, the mayor will be in attendance at. Just to give Ooh, you an idea of how big Jen it is. Jen shot a wedding that the mayor was in attendance at down in Columbus. Our he mayor issued a proclamation on the day saying that the day they got married will forever be known in that town as R&R. Rest and relaxation. The mayor of Columbus, Indiana? Yeah. That's a pretty small town. <laughs> it's not that small. Fort Wayne's a little little bigger than Columbus. A little bit. Not a lot bigger. It's the second biggest city in the entire state. And that means it's not very big. <laughs> <laughs> the disparity between Indianapolis and Fort Wayne is gigantic. Is it? Really? Yeah. What was the question? Something about would I let somebody else shoot a wedding? People shooting with you, yeah. No, absolutely not. One hundred percent, no. But uh, you're letting this this person shoot? Well, I I didn't really feel like I had a choice in the matter. I kind of told um, the bride if I felt like she was getting problematic that 
I would not allow it. If she breathes on you the wrong way, are you going to be like, mm, problematic? I'm going to be like, shutting this shit down. Back to yeah, your cage. Because she, be she shouldn't be close enough to you that she's breathing on you. That's so weird. Why did you let her get that close? I will say. She's literally shooting over your shoulder. I will say my least favorite thing is friends shooting the video for the bride instead of hiring like a professional videographer. Um, when brides have like, oh, I've got this friend who's going to like shoot the video. We had that happen a couple years ago and it was like two friends, one who'd never shot before, the other one that just like had two DSLRs uh, and they had two 50 millimeter lenses. Ugh. It, just imagine with a 50 millimeter lens, like how close they had to be for everything. So during the See, ceremony, you they say were, that, but I would, I'm in a bunch of video groups on Facebook and this week I've been seeing a bunch of videographers posting videos of photographers with 50 millimeter lenses standing right in front of them at the very front, like of the aisle. So like their camera, that's all the way back at the end of the aisle with like a 70 to 200 zoomed in on the bride and the groom for the first kiss. The uh, photographer just jumps in front with a 50 millimeter because they only shoot with 50 millimeters no i understand that um you understand only shooting with a 50 millimeter during a ceremony uh no i understand jumping around a ceremony as a wedding photographer but what i'm saying could you also imagine adding to that a videographer shooting with a 50 millimeter who's got their camera fixed on a tripod right up on the bride's face the entire ceremony and first dance and toast. Dustin, I can't imagine that. I can. Well, don't, because it's a scary thing, Stephen. Because I've worked with you. <laughs> and do, I've been doing photo when you've been doing video. And while you didn't have your 35 millimeter on a tripod, you did have it on a gimbal. And you did walk in a circle around the bride and the groom during the first dance several times with that camera. Yeah. 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 So don't don't bring this shit in here like you're not guilty. I'm not saying. No, doing don't it, bring I, this shit in here like you're not guilty. I'm not guilty. No, you are 100% guilty of doing the same thing. No. 100%. Doing, doing close gimbal movements with a wide angle lens is totally different than an unexperienced no, not. wedding videographer standing on the dance floor, hand holding a 50 millimeter the entire time without moving while you're trying to get creative shots around them. No, it's really it's, not different because both of them ruin the shots that you're trying to get, especially when you ran out on the dance floor to do a shot where you encircled the bride and groom right during the big dip at the end. Yeah, which yeah. was an epic shot. Yeah, so, for you it was. For you. I feel like there's some underlying bitterness coming out here, Stephen. I just want to let you know that you are also guilty of doing this. That's why if, I loved working with uh, with you the other week when Luke was there, because Luke uh, has an 85 on his gimbal the whole day. So he, he can do like those shots, but he's back further. And plus, yeah. 85 looks better than the 35, let's be honest. Uh, typically, Luke has the 35 on his gimbal. Mm. At the wedding at the embassy, he did not, though. You are right. He was shooting with the 85, but that's because Tate had the... Uh, wide angle on his gimbal because we had two gimbals going that day <laughs> i don't want to get off on a tangent of you just breaking tate's balls <laughs> <laughs> like last time you talked about him so uh uh dustin 
Steven. When you say you don't allow for there to be a photographer or documentarian at a wedding, is uh-huh, that including correct. people with iPads and iPhones? So I have kind of a split belief on this topic because on one hand, Dustin, obviously... choose one God. Choose one God. You're not allowed to have split <laughs> beliefs. Oh, Steve, I'm an evolving character. Do I'm you always... go and worship Baal and then turn around and worship Yahweh? So... <laughs> I am of the belief that obviously I want to be the only photographer there, the only person taking pictures. I want there to be secret service at the door collecting all cell phones, iPads, DSLRs, etc. Can't they just put them all in a lockbox when they walk in? That's what I would love. I would love that. But that is not the reality we live in, Steve. Everybody wants those sweet likes. Everybody thinks they're better than I am with Instagram. Everybody wants their clickbait photos before the bride even gets that first kiss in. There's not a damn thing I'm going to be able to do about it. Even when there's an unplugged sign, there's always some aunt or uncle that's like, unplugged? What is that for Uncle Jimmy who's got a respirator? I'm not unplugging Uncle Jimmy. (laughs) You unplugged Uncle Jimmy? Oh my gosh, Dustin. (laughs) Uncle Jimmy's dying. We have a... (sighs) That's him breathing right now. Dustin, put him back on the respirator. We have a wedding this weekend, and the bride's mom and the groom's mom uh, wanted the bride to get a sign made that actually explained what an unplugged wedding was. Because oh, I've seen those signs. Neither one, because they were just going to have a chalkboard that said, this is an unplugged wedding. Um, and they were like, our family's not going to know what that means. And I, and I yeah, was sarcastic. Yeah, because your phone isn't plugged in. I know, I was your sarcastic. Your phone's unplugged. And I was like, does that mean, like, are people going to just start walking around the venue unplugging things? Like, what do you think is going to happen here? Oh, these uplights, they don't need to be plugged in. Unplug oh. them. They had batteries. Yes, she should have got a wireless mic. <laughs> DJ? Nope. Don't need to plug him in. That's one of my favorite things. DJs that I've been working with recently have ditched the uh, uplighting that they have to have plugged in. And instead, they bring the uplights with batteries. So they're not, like, uh, searching around and, like, running cords all over the place that you trip over. It's been really cool. I do love uplights. You know, Dustin, speaking of unplugged weddings, I think I think I would take it in the exact opposite direction. I think I feel like I feel like I've heard this story. I think an unplugged wedding is a bad idea. I think what we need are extremely plugged weddings. People are afraid that with an unplugged wedding, they won't be able to capture the reactions of the people in the audience because everybody's got their phone in front of them nobody's actually experiencing the day so i say we push into it and we allow everybody to experience the day more fully than if they were actually there that's right dustin i'm talking about 100 percent virtual reality ceremonies <laughs> I, I could dig i think it. i can see on your face that this is a great idea and you're 100 percent into this think about what? it dustin you don't even need a camera anymore now all you need is a screen capturing <laughs> tool and you just walk around doing screen caps during the virtual wedding isn't this amazing i like where your head is steve it also goes back and solves our earlier topic about what to do if you're getting married in a hurricane yeah i know oh my gosh dustin quick we have to find a way that we can sell this through our multi-level marketing system 
<laughs> to brides and grooms all over this great country. We got to get on the ground floor with photographers. We can't get on the ground floor with venues because they will not be into this at all. Now we need to get one of those 3D scanners, go to all the best venues, scan them, and then we need to put ports in the back of brides and grooms' necks. <gasps> yes. I love where this is going. Let's matrix the shit out of this. <laughs> That's yes. right. Come on, Neo. Come on this journey. Come down the bunny hole with me. The bunny hole? <laughs> Rabbit hole. Whatever. It is. <laughs> Let's all ski down the bunny hill. <laughs> are we in the virtual world or are we in the real world? I don't know. Spin well, that top. Put your top. skis on. Let's spin, go. Spin the top. Uh, the other thing, you know, real real quick way I think we can solve this, Dustin. Instead of doing an unplugged ceremony, because you know people want to take their pics with their phones, and they're going to be mad if you say they can't take their pics with their phones, make a designated seating area for people with iPhones. That's like a I paparazzi mean. section. Yeah. yeah. You just say, hey, look, here, this section, two rows in the back, this is for everybody who brought a camera or a phone that they're planning to take pictures of the bride and groom with. I genuinely love that idea. And you put like a little rope up so you rope them in so they can't jump out into the aisle. I th I think we should we should do something like we should make a video <laughs> explaining that unplugged weddings are so 2018. Here's what we're gonna do moving forward to 2019. Yeah, no, I'm 100 in on this. Stop trying to pull the cord. Instead, just create a VIP section for those who can't unplug. Don't don't make them break their habits. They're already coming to your wedding. They're already getting you a gift. They're already broken people. <laughs> if they weren't broken already, they wouldn't be trying to take these photos. Let's be honest. Dustin, I, I think we I think we hit that one straight out the fucking park. I, am I right or am I, I think right? We're, I honestly think we're onto something here, Steve. I think you you've you've just dug up a little nugget out of your so, humor. And I um, want to pull this into reality. <laughs> that, I'm not going to lie. That joke was so good, I wrote it out last week. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so uh, what we're going to need to do now, um, this idea Hold is trade, trademark wedding photo hangover. Trademark this idea. Trademark. Um, if you want to purchase this idea to use at your weddings <laughs> with your brides and grooms, uh, you're going to have to talk with our number one phantom producer sales representative, Louis <laughs> Novak. <laughs> Who who has totally been cued in on this. Uh... Yeah, no. Uh, after I wrote the joke, I immediately sent him something. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to do a really terrible job of pitching this other multi-level marketing joke. It's not going to go over while Dustin will not laugh. Uh, but I'm going to bring it back around at the end. Don't worry about it. Hang in there, Louie. Hey, Dustin, also, can I get you laughing for like five seconds right now so I can like copy and paste that into earlier stuff so I sound funnier? Ha, 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 ha. Oh. Nice. Oh yeah. Oh man. Uh, oh. Now can you give me like more of like a ho 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 one in case I release this around Christmas time. <laughs> oh, what about our Hanukkah listeners, Steve? Oh shit! I hadn't thought about them. There's seven crazy days. Eight, eight, eight crazy nights. Crazy nights of. <laughs> it's an Adam Sandler movie. Come on, <laughs> Dustin. Steven. Matthew Dartford in our Facebook group asks, what would you recommend the best Facebook advertising route might be? Oh, it's a great question. Um, mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've, I, I'm going to be honest. I am not the expert on Facebook marketing. I, I <gasps> You're not? No, I am not. It's something that I am wanting to learn more about and how to better utilize. Um, I think... 
I was one of the fortunate, blessed people that got started in the wedding photography business when Facebook actually wanted to help your business grow for free. And now it's of the nature that you can't post anything without paying for someone to see it. So maybe Steve might be better suited. I mean, we just promote posts that we think we really want people to see and hope that people see it. Um, we found of late Instagram has been a better uh, resource than Facebook has, but mm -hmm. that's something Steve turned me on to at the beginning of the year, and I'm glad I listened. Which Instagram is owned by Facebook, so you can set up all your Instagram ads through Facebook. Here's what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the best route for advertising with Facebook and Instagram, don't. And... A lot of people are going to hear that and they're going to be like, but I heard 20 people telling me they could sell me the best way to advertise with Facebook and Instagram. And they claim to have made X amount of sales and to be doing awesome. And that is something I've never believed any time I've heard it. Because all of my experiences with advertising on Facebook and on Instagram have come down to one thing. You pay a ton of money to advertise and what happens while you're doing an advertisement whether you're promoting a post or doing an actual advertisement i'll tell you what happens dustin your actual like posts get nerfed on their organic reach so while you might have been reaching a thousand two thousand people one week then you put out an ad or you promote a post and then all of a sudden your next thing that you don't pay for like if you promote a post your next post up that you don't pay to promote all of a sudden it's only getting like 100 people in organic reach with almost no explanation like almost everything that you've done is exactly the same and all of a sudden you're just getting like 10 percent of what you were getting before on organic reach so facebook is just gonna screw you over every single chance that you get they do not care about your business at all they exist solely to extract money from you and the very first time you put money out there they're like oh this person has money now we're going to make their results 10 times worse. Jen and I have tried doing a lot of different Facebook and Instagram ads. And all we found is whether or not the ad itself worked, then all of our posts after that just don't get seen by anyone at all. And it's just so incredibly frustrating. So if you're going to start putting money into Facebook or Instagram ads, you're going to have to keep putting money in. That's the only thing you need to understand. So if you're comfortable with that arrangement where you just keep feeding money in for the rest of your, the life of your damn business, um, that's fine. Like most people put money into advertising. So it's not weird to do that with Facebook or Instagram, but it's not like you could dip in for like a month or something and then dip back out and expect like anybody to see any of your stuff that you post after that. All right, Steve. So let's pretend for a minute, though, that the listeners have promoted a few posts here and there willy-nilly, not knowing any better, not not knowing the wise words of Stephen Van Elk. So now let's let's take it and say, let's just hypothetically say no one has a f***ing time machine and can go back and undo all of their promoted posts and advertisements. Now what would you say to them? Either keep throwing money into it, as I already <laughs> stated, or... But, or work really hard and for a very long time to rebuild I, I your th organic reach. It's going to take a while. I th I think you can't just... I, 
I think you just can't say something like when, keep when throwing you do, money into it. Like, what is the? <laughs> what else are you gonna do? What else are you gonna do? They got. But you. I think you're missing the question. I think what he's asking is not whether or not to advertise on Facebook. I think he's once you start advertising on Facebook, you have a advertise. bunch of different things that you can uh, say you want to do. Um, one of the best things you can do is say you don't want any other photographers to see your advertisement. Um, there's all like little check boxes that you can say, like only show this, these certain people. Um, another really good one to check off, um, other than like excluding like certain people, like other, your competition basically is to, uh, exclude people from your advertisements who are already subscribed to your Facebook page or your Instagram who already follow you on Instagram. Um, cause you don't really want to advertise to people who are already in it with you and who already want to see your stuff. You're trying to get new people and new, uh, new followers and new business. Yeah. Obviously like engaged is typically a good, um, uh, first start, uh, yes. for, you know, narrowing down the field. Um, and then what I've done is household income, uh, how Facebook knows your household income is beyond me. Um, but that tends to also, because what you're trying to do Facebook is everything. niche down your audience uh, to your ideal bride. So when you're paying, you know, a buck per click or whatever, uh, that buck is being spent by someone you truly want to click and not some, you know, Joe Schmo that just happens to have a weird fetish for wedding photography, unless that's your target market that then in that case, call Steven. Some things you can do is demographics. You can put in life events and you can say newly engaged. You can say like newly engaged within the last year, within the last three months, within the last six months, uh, stuff like that. You can say uh, demographics. You want to reach out to friends of newly engaged people, people who might see your ad and might then recommend you to their friends who just got engaged. Uh, you can also list in demographics on their relationship stat status. You only want to reach people who are engaged. And then if you're looking for actual like wedding clients, then you want to look at demographics, work and job titles, and you want to exclude wedding photography as a job title. Unless all you want to do is shoot weddings for photographers. Yeah. And if you're Sam Hurd, you can make that happen. But most of the rest of us can't. So oh, we have a wedding photographer. We're doing her wedding at the end of the month. Jen and I have shot several wedding photographers, but we don't shoot only wedding photographers. Hmm. Sorry, Steve. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that about Sam. It just sometimes seems like he mostly gets wedding photographers hiring him because his work is so unique and creative that it appeals to a lot of wedding photographers. So, I mean, when Jen and I went to D.C., we hired him to do our engagement shoots because we wanted something that was very different than anything else we were seeing at the time. You mean your anniversary session? Yeah, that's what I meant. Not engagement. I was, I was like, yeah. you were married long before that happened. So, but you might... For their interests, say, like, if they're interested in wedding photography, like, that might be something you want to focus on. You know, somebody, like, exclude somebody who is a wedding photographer, but leave in somebody who's interested in wedding photography. Something like that might work for you. I don't know. I've seen uh, one strategy I've seen people use um, is if people have checked in to a certain venue, they then will start getting their ad. Um, I say it's like a high-end venue that they really want. People don't check in like they used to, though. It's not quite as much of a thing. Yeah. Uh, no, and who checks in on Facebook, even? 
when people were checking in, it was on Foursquare, Foursquare. and yeah. on Yelp some. Who was checking in on Facebook? You'd have Foursquare linked to your Facebook. And push your check-ins there. Gosh. Yeah, I always want to put... I want people to know where I'm going. That was before I had an iPhone. <laughs> uh, some things you might want to consider excluding would be people whose relationship status is complicated, divorced, married, <laughs> separated, single, stuff like that. Unless you want to be a divorce lawyer. Yeah. Or a divorce uh, photographer. Are you trying to tie it back into the thing we read earlier? Yeah, maybe. Maybe, Steve. <laughs> Always trying to go full circle with you, bud. Oh. Uh, anyways, all right. I got to get going, Steve. It's always a pleasure talking to you. I hope you uh, have had a good time talking with me. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Dustin and Steve, who definitely had a great time talking with Dustin. Mm. Mm. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes and leave us a five-star review, but only say nice things. Or six. Or six. Actually, if you leave a five-star review, you can say mean things, too. That's cool, as long as it's five stars. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And Steven is at Steven Van Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. And if you want to support us, jump onto Anchor dot fm slash wedding photo hangover and you know throw throw a little money at our way you know people think a five-star review is the best way to show your support <laughs> and appreciation of a podcast but let me tell you the best way is cold hard cash in my back pocket straight into my wallet dustin's not seeing any of that never have never will <laughs> thanks for listening and we'll see you next time your head is pounding your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. Dun, dun, dun. Dustin, dun, you know, dun, dun. I added the thing in our group where now you have to answer questions to get into I the I saw group. that. I was reading some today. And uh, I made the mistake. I thought it'd be really fun to have the last question just be, what's your favorite emoji? I figured we get a lot of eggplants and aubergines, you know, because uh, mm-hmm. that's our brand. On point. Yeah. Um, pun, but pun, see the pun there? The reason that's a mistake is because Facebook's, <laughs> when you answer the answer forms, you can put an emoji in, but what it shows up to us is just a question mark, like a, a black diamond with a question mark in the middle. <laughs> because Interesting. Because whatever the thing is that renders out the text from the questions, it doesn't render out emoji. So for everybody who's joined recently and has sent us those good, good emoji... <laughs> I have no idea what you sent us. Sorry. We just thought we were getting a lot of question marks. No, I, I knew it was all eggplants. Mm, no, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just assumed that our listeners are better people than us. Dustin, I know you have to get going. You got a wedding tomorrow? Are you doing photography or video? Uh, both. Oh, cool. So you got a whole team? Nope, doing it. Just me and Corinne. How? What do you mean, How? You're doing photo and video, you just said. How are you doing it, just you and Corinne? Uh, Corinne will be doing the photo, and I'll be doing the video. Wow. Yeah, trying something a little new. Switching it up a little. <laughs> was did, did you make a deal with the devil that went real bad? I was actually looking back at a wedding I did this for last year, and I, I rewatched the video, and I was like, oh, it was actually not that bad. Did you remember how it felt while you were shooting it, though? Oh, yeah, I remember it being the most stressful terrible thing i've ever done in my life 
Why are you doing this, Dustin? Why are you doing this to yourself? Uh, it's somebody uh, Kryn works with, daughter. And mm. so we're uh, trying to make it work for them. On their budget. Yeah. Well, it, to be honest, uh, it's actually not the wedding tomorrow. It's the rehearsal. But with how much that's going into the rehearsal, it oh, feels... Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you lied to everybody the entire episode. I'm sorry. I I thought you were shooting a wedding tomorrow. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. my mistake. That's yeah. all right. That's why I'm here to correct you. Mm-hmm. All right, bud. Sorry but I messed you, that one up, everybody. No one's there with you, Steve. No no one. Just you. Just you and me, bud. Here, together. So you're shooting a rehearsal out. tomorrow, not a wedding. So then I guess having just one photographer and one videographer, BFD, you know what I'm saying? Correct. But on Saturday for the wedding, I will have the video team. And you'll be doing photo. Correct. And your video team will be doing video? Correct. Okay. So now that we've gotten through all the bullshit and the lies, it's good to well, know. It wasn't a lie. I, I, oh, yes, I'm it sh- was. Oh, yes, it was. Uh, it's I'm shooting not. a wedding tomorrow on a Friday. Look at me, everyone. Dustin McKibben, Mr. Friday Wedding. And on that uh, note, on that good night. Good night. Bye. Trademark Wedding Photo Hangover. Trademark this idea. Trademark. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee.